0: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy.
1: Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison,
0: Wisconsin. We are back with another episode of the Kiss of Death podcast. And we've got the full crew here today for the first time. Parker Ainsworth filled in for me last night at the live breakdown of the NBA Draft Lottery. (laughs) Go check that out um, at our socials, our new Twitter handle at Rockets FFSN because we are the official Houston Rockets podcast of the Fan First Network, and it is your boy Jeremy Brenner here, here with the legendary Michael Brown, Mike. (sighs) Mike. The game's yes. back together for the Kiss of Death podcast. First uh, time for everything. Mazel tov to you. How are you doing? Good,
1: man. Finishing up a day of work. Heading out to Seattle tomorrow. Alaska on Friday. So Hence why
0: I wore my Alaska shirt tonight for this chat of uh, Houston Rockets basketball. You know, last night, you and Parker held down the fort, y'all instantly reacted to the results of the draft lottery. Now that we've had a little bit, Mike, I know you were not super pleased with the results. Neither was I, but have, are we calmer today? Or how do we, how do we feel? Where's where, where is that panic meter today? It's out of 10. It's out of 10. It's out of 10. What was it last night? What was it last night? A 10. It hasn't,
1: listen, it hasn't changed. And, I know this is off topic, but I don't know if you've seen the news. Uh Kelvin Sampson interviewed for the Milwaukee Bucks job. So I am not doing okay right now. Uh so uh that's besides the point. Um look, Jeremy, the, the bottom line is you and I, there's literally not a podcast out there that has talked more Rockets basketball in the last three years than us. It's you and I. When we We're started this, out there. when well, I mean, there just isn't, you know, the amount of content We're you and there. I have We've done 431 shows together, and the whole time that the Rockets put this plan together that I was never for. You you know that, right? Yes. But you talked me off the ledge a lot when you said, look, this is what they're doing. They're tearing it down to build it back up again, to try and land this marquee talent in the draft. So I recognize what you were talking about all those years. I get it. I know what they did. They tore it down. They tried to be the worst team in the league to go after these blue chip type guys, the Victor Wynne of the world, the Kate Cunninghams of the world. The problem is last night you saw the consequences of if the ping pong balls don't go your way. And that's what happened. And the Rockets are now up you-know-what creek without a paddle. And I'm fascinated to see what they do because now it's on Raphael Stone. How is Stone uh, as a GM? We're gonna, we're about to find out, because I don't know what he has up his sleeve. If James Harden doesn't come, and Jalen Brown stays in Boston, what does this team do? I don't know, Jeremy. I, I mean, it, Amen Thompson at four, I guess. I like it. I don't, I don't love it. You know, Jerris Walker at four. I don't know. Um, you know, go Cougs forever and always. The only but, reason
0: why he's an option at four, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I look. The other part of this is do the rocket first of all, what happens at two and three? The two teams that are in front of them, they both have point guards already. With Lonzo,
0: looks like you cut out there for a second, Mike, but yeah, so my apologies. Uh, sorry, I
1: just got a phone. You're good.
0: That. You're good. The uh, uh yeah, you, you were mentioning, you know, Charlotte has. Alonzo ball or LaMelo ball, excuse me. And then Portland, obviously they've got Damian Lillard. Both those teams could be in the market to trade or to even pass on Scoot Henderson. Um, And that could open the door for the Rockets. Maybe the Rockets want to move up to two, maybe they want to move up to three and who knows if Charlotte and Portland would be willing to do that. That's, those are all questions that we have for this draft, you know, and I, you, you picked up I picked up on something that you said about Rafael Stone and kind of how this is really going to test how much of an eye for talent he has. Um, And I would agree with that. You know, the last two drafts, I feel like the decision – was kind of already made for him. You know, Jalen Green was sitting there real pretty at two. Couldn't really, anyone, like a fifth grader could have picked Jalen Green right there. Same thing again last year. You know, you kind of had the choice made for you by the teams at one and two, and then you took what was best available. Now the Rockets, if they were to stay at four, they've got a lot of different options they can go in. And look, I personally think the Rockets are still getting a great player at number 4. Now, it's going to get it's going to take some uh building, but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Of course, would have loved to have number 1 and easily had the choice to take Wemby. Would have loved to have number 2, not as much as number 1, but it would make things a little bit easier. Now it's time for Rafael Stone to start wheeling and dealing. And figuring it out, you know, there are a lot of options there at number four. I would say Eamon Thompson is probably at the top of the list for me. Uh, I think just the way like he's he would he would be the point guard, in my opinion, from day one. He's in he's a solid passer, his size for a point guard is is what you want in the NBA nowadays. Um, so like initial thoughts coming out of last night were. Yeah, Amon Thompson at four. It's not number one, it's not number two. But given what they're given, you know, hey, at least we're not the Detroit Pistons at number five. That was kind of rough for them. Yes, they got they had, the, the Pistons could not have been any worse. You know, yes, the Rockets could have been five and six, but hey, you count your blessings when you can And look, you're right, you're absolutely right, Mike. You can't you can't bank on the lottery. And and that's I don't think the Rockets are necessarily trying to do that, but the Rockets are gonna make lemonade out of the lemons that they got and I still think they've got a lot of good lemons for them going for them they, uh, they've got they've got Jalen they've got Jabari they've got Shengun they've got Tari they've got pieces there let's not forget about that
1: they do have those pieces there's no doubt I think the other part that we need to zero in on and look Raphael Stone the last two years now this year included He's been given the second, third, and fourth overall pick in a draft. If you can't build a roster that can compete with those types of assets, then we don't have the right guy at the helm. Um, And there's nothing we can do at this point as Rockets fans except pray. And not pray for Victor. I'm talking about praying for the future of this team because – This roster is not done yet. Does it have a lot of talent? Yes, it does. It very much does. One thing that you said three years ago that stuck with me, and we talked about this last night, um, is the Rockets have drafted for talent. They haven't drafted for roster construction in the last two years. They've got to start drafting for roster construction. They have to start making trades for roster construction. Right now, they do not have an NBA-ready starting caliber point guard. Bottom line. So if they come out of this draft at four with Eamon Thompson, I'm okay with that. What's the next move? What is J- you know, what does the James Harden deal look like? The news came out today per uh he's looking for a four-year deal. Yeah, that's a hard pass, Jeremy. Um, you know, do they look to add a big man to the front line? I still think they need a legitimate center. I want Shangun to move to the four, he's not a five. So what does that look like with the 19th pick later in the draft? They've got a lot of capital. They've got a lot of money to spend and they don't have their first round pick next year. That's a huge thing to this story as well. Jeremy, would you not agree with that?
0: Well, they the thing is that another question to ask the Rockets right now is, you know, do you want to go try to get in the top four again? And I think the answer at this point is no, but I think if you don't have – if you have a similar roster to where they're at right now. Well, they don't
1: have their pick next year. It goes to Oklahoma City.
0: Well, if it's in the top four, it stays in Houston.
1: Okay. That, so, yeah.
0: it's similar similar to the Jalen Green year. Um, so they better not be.
1: They better not be in the top they four. They better not sure.
0: be. I, I agree. I, and and I don't think they want to. And I think they're going to do everything in their power to try and get out of that. And I think – I look. I really think yes. Last night was a disappointment, but there is still a lot of reason to be hopeful. And the guys haven't played a game yet this season, like so we we are counting our chickens before they hatch. But that's normal to do on NBA draft lottery night when you find all out right. where you're picking and all that. And given that the Rockets finished with a less than less than desirable result, um, it is. But let's let's talk trades let's talk trades that's always what people love to talk about mm. love to hear about is trades 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 and let's let's keep it to for right now let's keep it within the draft and the top four um, I know we talked a little bit last night about Charlotte being that number two to four swap maybe it's like something like four and 20 move up to two. Me personally, I don't think that that is a viable option for Charlotte. I think Charlotte should just keep their head down and take Scoot Henderson. That that is my personal belief. I think that's what they should do. The if they now are they going to do that? That's another question. Um, but I also, you know, there's another idea that comes with the Charlotte trade if it were to happen, and something that the Rockets can do that. Charlotte might appreciate is taking Gordon Hayward off their hands. Now, Gordon Hayward's making about $35 million this next season, which is a lot, but a team like the Rockets can afford that. So let me ask you this, Mike. If the Hornets agree to let the Rockets move up to two, go and get Scoot Henderson, but you got to take on Gordon Hayward. What do you say?
1: oh dear god um i mean i probably do it if i mean if that's what it takes the other the other option that you have there is trading for Lamelo ball i don't know if if that's, i
0: don't that's an option
1: i don't think it's an option but they may look at this not this year they may look at it and they say look we're we have, there's a there's a ceiling with ball um there's a, there's a ceiling with Ball. I don't think they're gonna get rid of him, but the, I would entertain that. Am I gonna eat a majority of my cap space for, for Hayward if it means I get Scoot? Yeah, because in all honesty, Jeremy, if you start thinking about the guys you could get in free agency, how many of them have a higher ceiling than what Scoot Henderson has? You know, the Rockets are staring down in free agency Chris Middleton, overpaying Chris Middleton, pass. They're um, going to overpay
0: somebody because they, yeah. they have, you know, you know who it's going to be, it. and
1: I'm going to hate him for it, right? It's going to be Austin Reeves. It's it just, let's just you and I just no, talk about that now. I
0: don't think it's going to be Austin Reeves.
1: Good. Thank God. Uh, Austin
0: Reeves is is a two guard. That's not what the Rockets need. The Rockets need a true point guard. Yeah. And, I, and I think the Rockets recognize that. And, and that puts you in the market of someone like, uh, Fred Van Vliet, Tyus Jones, that yeah. guy. And, and out of all those guys, I'd rather have Scoot. And honestly, I'd rather have Eamon Thompson.
1: But uh, Yeah, I like Fred Van Vliet. And I don't think you're going to get Tyus Jones with the the John Moran. That's the pie in the sky.
0: That's a very good point.
1: That's the, that's the pie in the sky, the next trade that I want to talk about. Well, first of all, tell me, would you do that deal?
0: For like a For trade? Hayward. For Hayward, yeah. For Hayward, I would, I would. I feel like he is a better version of Eric Gordon, um, which is yeah. kind of funny. Um, and and when I say better version of Eric Gordon, I mean that he's a little bit more um, like his ceilings a little bit higher than than Eric Gordon. I don't necessarily think he's a he's a needle mover by any means, but if it means the Rockets getting the guy they truly want and they truly yeah. love. Then I think taking on Hayward for a year or two, and then dumping him to the next team, I think is 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 a is an option worth considering at the very
1: least. Um, That's chess and checkers. That would be Raphael Stone playing the long game, which he's doing absolutely. now. You know what I mean? Which I like. Yeah. I I, w- I wouldn't hate that move. Uh, so we're on the same page there. I would do yeah. that. I don't I don't know if if. If Charlotte would do that, necessarily, but...
0: If Charlotte... The thing with Charlotte is if Charlotte really likes Eamon Thompson, say. Yeah, yep. And they feel like it's worth taking Eamon Thompson at number four. And you can get rid of Gordon Hayward's contract. And you can pick up an additional pick. Yeah. Because to me, the Rockets, if they were to trade 20, I don't have any qualms with that. Because at this point, who are you like bringing in too many, too many young players that need playing time is something that if it's not a problem already, it will be a problem if they take more than one first round pick. So that is definitely something in the cards for the Rockets. And I definitely think that they understand that. I hope they do. If they don't, then that's an issue. But I think that they understand that. There are, it's getting to a point where there's a co- two, uh, one too many cooks in that kitchen, and I think adding one more is is uh, is right. Adding two more might be dicey. It might feel like that number twenty pick is kind of a waste because where is that person gonna play? Maybe if you get a big man, maybe that could help. But I I just I just don't know. It obviously depends on on what happens. All we've got five weeks until we get that answer.
1: Uh, so the the biggest question there is how, how much they value Scoot Henderson. Because let me ask you this. If it cost you KJ Martin, would you still do it? Because that's what a potential trade could look like, is four yes. take on Hayward and you have to include KJ Martin. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking yes. about.
0: Reluctant, yes. Yeah, me um, too. I don't know. It... <sighs> I'm, think, I'm going back and forth on it, and honestly, if you ask me that question a week from now, I might have a different answer, yeah. um, because the thing with KJ is, you know, he is entering that final year of his contract, Um, he she is worthy of another contract, Um, but it, it all depends on how much they value Scoot versus Amon Thompson, and, you know, Scoot Henderson has been essentially the number two pick in this draft for over a year now, and so it's been interesting, but... There hasn't been a whole lot of attention on Eamon Thompson and Ozair Thompson, you know, throw him in there as well because they have played in this overtime elite league. And I think it's really interesting, this overtime elite league, because we have, I think there's only been one player in the NBA and it was a rookie this year that has played, that has come to the NBA from overtime elite. Um, And so there, there isn't a proven track record yet. And yet these players are considered to be some of the best players in the draft. So I'm curious to see how playing in overtime elite is going to translate to the NBA game. Parker was talking a little bit about it, um, how he prefers the college process, because it's a little bit more proven. And that is true. Um, but Amon Thompson also has, um, and ozair Thompson, you know, as well, have an athleticism that is, is very reminiscent to, you know, what the Rockets are all about with Jalen and, and, and KJ. So it, it fits the bill for, for the Rockets. It, if they want to continue having this super athletic team, you know, the Thompson twins make a lot of sense for the rocket. Um, I'm curious to see how that will play out, but maybe the Rockets, maybe this is kind of a blessing in disguise that they're at number four um, because they might get the player that they want still, even at number uh- four. I don't see it. I don't know if it will or not. You know, Scoot, I think Scoot Henderson's got a lot of upside and I think Eamon Thompson does as well. Scoot Henderson's obviously coming from a more proven commodity in the G League um, and he's been there for two years. So he's been playing NBA level talent for two years. So there is a little bit more of an understanding in regards to the competition that he's competing against, whereas the Thompson twins don't have that. But if you strip all that away and look at the prospect, Eamon Thompson is maybe a little bit closer to Scooter Anderson than people are giving him credit for. That's the whole thing about this draft is that it's it's filled with a bunch of people that haven't gotten a a whole lot of media attention. He's everybody that has like if you look at the top five in the draft, right? And I'm I'm looking at um Vic, um Scoop, stood. Brandon Miller, and the Thompson twins. Out of the five, the one that's best well known to like American watchers is Brandon Miller. But most people know Brandon Miller for not what he does on the court for what he did off the court at Alabama um, this past year. And look. To me, I I think Brandon Miller, he's gonna. He, I think he's a great player. Um, I don't think he makes sense to the Rockets. No, um, you just drafted him. Did. You just drafted him. You did Jabari Smith, literally I think, the same. I, think Jabari, I would take Jabari over over Brandon Miller. Yeah, so I would too. I'm not I'm not totally. And Brandon Miller is probably going to end up somewhere in the top three. But the the thing is with Portland, and that's what I really wanted to get to with Portland, because Portland, I would say is. They're doing something. They're doing something up in Portland. They're making a trade. The question is whether it's number three that's getting traded or it's Dame. And I'm here to answer this for you right now. It's number three. They're not trading Dame. They won't trade Dame. They shouldn't trade Dame. Everyone that says they should trade Dame just is is a part of the problem, in my opinion, of people you know trying to pry away talents from small markets. Damian Lillard has repeatedly said how much he loves Portland and how he's there you know he's got family there and all that and he and he's got roots there and he doesn't just want to leave to go for when something's better and Portland shouldn't train him either because they're not going to get a player better than Damian Lillard he's the best player in franchise history just broke the franchise record for points this season and he's coming off the best season of his career at age 32 so the Portland's got something with Damian Lillard they know their closest path to contention is with him not against him so they're trading the number three pick and I wonder if the Rockets can get involved somehow why would you want three-team to team deal to maybe inch closer
1: to making sure they get who they want but it depends I mean what do you mean I I don't see a, I don't see an upside going from four to three it doesn't make any sense because what do you unless Scoot drops. Scoot is the only guy. Move the
0: upside, up for. yeah. The the upside in going from four to three is if Brandon Miller goes number two.
1: That's it. I mean, that's the that's only it. thing that makes sense. And I don't know, I don't know why Charlotte would do that. And look I, because
0: they because they feel LaMelo is a one and, and they don't they don't want to backcourt with LaMelo and um Scoot. Yeah. I which, mean look which which Hey, it's viable. It's viable. And knowing Charlotte and how they do with drafts, look, in my opinion, Scoot Charlotte has should never draft no, anybody. More upside. I think Brandon Miller has the higher floor, but the lower ceiling. And I feel like Charlotte here, they have a chance to go and get a true star. Like they've been stuck in the lottery and the mid lottery for so long, um, apart from a ball. But then Lamelo is also shaky, so I think Scoot Scoot should be with the Hornets. Like, but he's going to. There's that one little bit of doubt because Charlotte just doesn't have the same like process that everyone else does. They might love Brandon Miller and say, "Hey, Brandon Miller, you're a great fit. You're you're what we need right now, and you can be a true number three for us. You you can be our you know our guy at that at that spot."
1: I have a plan for number four that doesn't include anything of what you just said. I know what the Rockets should do. What should the Rockets do? Go get John Morant. Go get John Morant? And I'm not kidding. Even if he's suspended the whole year? I, even if he is suspended for the entire year, I would trade the entire farm system for John Morant. I would I give, When I say farm system, I mean, there's not one piece on this team. Even knowing what we know, there's not one piece on this team that I would not trade for John ja Morant.
0: I would not trade Opera and Changoon for John ja Morant.
1: Why? Because John ja Morant, you're ja the Marant captain. Is, you're the captain, you're the captain of the ship. But explain to me your reasoning, and then I'll tell you what I would do for John ja Morant. Why would you not? Why do you not want Ja?
0: Ja Morant has proven with this latest um, incident, we'll call it. Okay. That he's not, he does not have the same, he does not have the mindset to be a cha- a leader of a championship team. Okay. And the thing, there, there's your difference here, right? Because there are players that are talented enough basketball-wise to lead you to a championship. And I do believe John Morant is there. He's led the Grizzlies to the number two seed each of the last two years. But, and here's the it's a big but. Um y- y- look at who's look at who's in the conference finals right now. LeBron, Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Jokic. It's the same thing as it was three years ago. Those guys have proven that they are consistently there because they have the right mindset. Jokic didn't always have this mindset. He's Slowly coming around on it. And this is the best we've seen Jokic play. This is the best we've seen Jokic play this this postseason. It's it's the best part of his career, and it's why Denver is in the lead right now, and it's why they've probably been the most sound team the whole way through. They, they went to six with the Suns, but one or two of those games in Phoenix could have gone Denver's way. So to me, Denver's been the most consistent team in this playoff run, and it's all because of Jokic. And Jokic has... It's, something's changed within Jokic, and, and he started to figure it out. But LeBron's still there. That's why Curry and them won last year. It's the mindset. And Ja Morant does not have that mindset to go out and, and like, lead his team. He's talented enough, yes, and he would be the best player on the Rockets, and he would bring the Rockets to where it is. And, and, and I hate to say it. I really hate to say it because I love the guy. I even modeled my face after him, some people say. I did get a, you look like a white James Harden the other day. Um, but you, you do. Well, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. I meant, it a, I, me, compliment. I
1: meant it as Thank a compliment.
0: You. Yeah, I think, I think the other guy was trying to compliment me too. But James Harden is another example of just does not have that mindset. And I don't want to get stuck in another James Harden era.
1: I don't. You don't. You don't enjoy going to Western Conference Finals and winning fifty-seven games and being literally in it every single year. Here's my
0: thing, and because I, because I, and and I want to, I want to clarify what I just said because I have, um, yeah, it's a have been, I have been a staunch advocate for bringing James Harden back to Houston, um, because the thing with James Harden is, if James Harden were to come to Houston, I don't think it would be to win a championship. I think it would be to cash out, make some money and do it while you're in your home city. And he calls Houston home. So I think that that's what coming to Houston would be. That report that was that just came out from Chris Haynes about him wanting a long-term deal and all that checks out with that. The Rockets being that fit for him might not, but that that's, you know, neither here nor there. But John Morant if you bring him in, you're expecting to compete and you're looking at a championship. And so to me, that's the rocket saying, this is how we're going to compete, compete for a championship and they will lose if that's the case. He's just not it. He's not the guy. He's not the guy unless something changes. But from what we've seen with John Morant, it's not happening. It's so how old is happening.
1: He's what, 22? 22, 23?
0: 23. It's 23, right? Okay. You want, look, I hope John Morant figures it out. I really do. I really do. But if... Losing $600,000 in fines, if sitting out eight games, if going out in the first round and regressing from the year before is not enough for him to realize, like, oh, like, he, he just doesn't have it in him. He just doesn't have it in him. So. At this point in time, he doesn't have it in him. And the thing is, if there was a kind of trade on the horizon, they would still ask for a, a Harden-like deal him and and he's not worth it he's not wow. he's not Mike
1: let me ask you this okay when you signed Ime Udoka you think you signed Ime Udoka respectfully to coach guys like Amen Thompson because I don't I don't think you're spending seven million dollars a year on a head coach for him to coach a guy who maybe potentially should go forth in the draft you didn't do it. So you brought he him here to, to coach a title-containing team. Here's the thing with Udoka. Udoka knew
0: what he was signing up for. There were mm. other jobs out there that he could have easily have gotten uh, an interview for. Philly, Milwaukee. Philly, Philly wasn't
1: open, though. But when he yeah, interviewed, but, I mean, we were the best spot. We talked about He could have
0: waited. He could have waited. He, he could have. He could have looked at at everything that was going on. The Rockets hired him immediately. It's been almost a month since the Rockets hired Udoka. Like, the Rockets could have, like, Udoka could have waited. Like, he didn't have to sign it right there. It wasn't like, you need to sign this today or you're not going to get the job. Like, they wanted him to get the job. And if you were to open up all of these openings that have happened, Phoenix, Milwaukee, and Philly, if you were to open all three of those up, Udoka would have been a finalist in all three of those searches. And he, there, And if he wanted to go to one of those places, he could have because a, one of those teams would have offered him a job. He no. wants to be in Houston. He knew that it was a chance they were going to get number one or number two or number three. He, 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 he did all of this before the lottery. He wants to be in Houston and he knows it's a rebuilding process and he's willing to be a part of that. I don't think that's an issue with Udoka. I mean, yes, you, you like the idea that he is connected to Harden. He is connected to Jalen Brown. Maybe the Rockets can go get a guy like that and maybe, you know, figure it out. But I don't think that's an issue. I think, I think Udoko will be happy to get Eamon Thompson in and develop him. I think he's really excited about the grind that this job is going to be.
1: I don't know. I, I, I can see that. I just, I don't agree with it. I, I, a guy who coached one year and went to the NBA Finals, he's not all of a sudden going to say, yeah, you know what? I'm okay with winning twenty-five to thirty games. That's but what there's
0: not I don't think he is. I, I don't think he's gonna let That's that happen I... with
1: this group. I really don't. I don't th- I think he's gonna will this team to a little bit more. This roster, right now, even if you add Amen Thompson to this roster, this is a 30 to 35 win team. That's their ceiling. Max. That's... Max right, I totally agree, right? But the question is, Jeremy. If they do that, then they were lying in the press conference when they said we're going to add veterans and we're going to spend the money and we're going to go do all these different things. This offseason, they won't. I'm not saying I'm not saying they won't. That's my question though: is what is their plan? Because the first part of their plan was built last night. You're not getting Vic, period. Which for me, now James Harden doesn't make any more sense. The only way Harden made sense was if you got Vic, but you're not getting Vic. So now the question is they have to pivot. This offseason, to me, if I'm the Houston Rockets, as crazy as this sounds, Jeremy, and I've said crazier things than this, the Rockets offseason, to me, the only way to get an A grade, to me, comes down to two guys, John Morant and Jalen Brown. Those are the two guys. Go get me one of those guys, and let's go to war. If not, then this is going to be a meddling team that's going to be 10th to 12th at best in next year's Western Conference that's the way I see it because I think a lot of teams are going to improve
0: I don't think John Morant is the end all be all for this team Uh, he's the pie pie in the
1: sky and look and I want to touch on real quick why the Rockets are the perfect spot for John Morant two reasons number one is Ime Udoka who I think would be able to coach him harder than he's ever been coached before and I think he would benefit from it the second guy is John Lucas If John Lucas is retained on staff, look at what he did for Kevin Porter Jr. He's done remarkable things with Kevin Porter Jr. What's going on with Ja right now should make Rockets fans that much more appreciative for what KPJ is doing off the court from all intents and purposes. Looks to be the the ideal citizen, you know, in today's society. He's doing great. I think between Lucas and Udoka, the Rockets are the perfect spot to get Ja away from what he's currently in and he's a hell of a player. The first ballot, all NBA type of talent. I take a risk on that every single day of the week. Instead of talking about potentially Amen Thompson, his brother, Brandon Miller, Jairus Walker, all nice prospects. Nothing compares to call Memphis right now is the ideal time to do it. Yeah. Is he involved in an in, in altercation with, with the NBA? Yes. Is he going to be given a lengthy suspension, probably 20 to 25 games? I think it's probably going to be closer to half a season. I think they're going to come down hard on him to make a to make a point. I make think an example out of him. I think he's going to be suspended half the year. I think he's going to be suspended forty one games. Still yeah. worth it. Still a guy under the contract already. The long term contract. Go get Jean Morin.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think the Grizzlies would trade him. I don't think that he's on the block there.
1: Yeah, I think. He and could if, be, and if they
0: were, I don't think they're trading him to the West. I think they'll try to trade him to the East.
1: Yeah. But if I look, if if you're Rafael Stone, you did this with Harden and and it wasn't the same situation. Granted, it was not the same situation, but it was a disgruntled superstar. Now, in the Oklahoma City example, the Rock, the Oklahoma City Thunder were disgruntled with or Harden was disgruntled with the team. Now the team is disgruntled with Jacques. Can the Rockets swoop in with a godfather type offer? Because that's what it's going to take. In order to get him, it's going to take a godfather type offer.
0: That's, like, such a gamble, though, Mike.
1: That is, is such
0: a gamble. The reason why the Nets traded for James Harden is because they already had KD and Kyrie. So they were adding to their surplus of free agents. The Rockets would be adding John ja Morant to an unproving commodity. It's give- not worth it. It's not worth it to go out and, and give a king's ransom for – like. That it, would it, just, it would just it would take these three years, take the three years and just throw it away. It would, which is what years. you
1: basically did last night. To but be fair to the conversation, no, no, it, no, yes, it that's was. not without what they la- did last night. Without landing, look, not in it was not their fault. I, I'm not saying it was their fault, but the last three years literally led up to last night, and the Rockets got about as bad a draw as you could get. You could have gotten five or six. You ended up at four. That's about as bad as it could be, though.
0: It's not, it's not, it's not. The I thing with w- the Rockets here is this, right? No,
1: no man's land. Is what they are. That's what they're in.
0: But that there's 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 reason to believe they won't be there much longer. Why? What
1: what is the reason to believe that?
0: Because we haven't seen what they're going to do in the draft. We haven't seen what they're going to do in free agency. We haven't seen any of that. We haven't seen how Udoka is going to attack this roster. We haven't seen any of that. But we do have a lot to look look forward to. Yeah, we do. We do. The, the immediate it, reaction. It may, the, it may not be the top-tier fantasy that San Antonio's in right now. But it's what we've got. And, and look, San Antonio needed a Vic. They needed Vic to get them started. We've got Jalen Green. And while I would prefer Vic over Jalen Green if I had to choose, I'm very happy with Jalen Green. And I'm very happy with the roster they've got going. And to me, I think they what they need to do with this pick is they need to get the guy that's going to mesh with this group the best. And they need to start ma- building a team here rather than bringing in talent. And I think that...
1: That's why you Maybe don't take game in Thompson, can... though. That's why you don't take Thompson.
0: That's why you don't take Thompson?
1: You didn't see how close Udoka and KPJ were. You don't think it's gonna cause a little rift on the roster if you take Thompson and send KPJ to the bench?
0: Who's to say that's gonna happen?
1: So what you're gonna draft Thompson and not start him?
0: Maybe you start all three of them.
1: Oh who you send to the bench? You're
0: going to start Tari next year? KJ. I don't know. I don't know, Mike. There's a lot of questions left unanswered, and that's something that, you know, we're going to be discussing over these next couple of weeks that won't be answered until this draft on June 22nd. But I guess to kind of give you all a brief overview of what we're going to be at for the next few weeks, um, we're going to look to interview some, some people, bring them onto the show, uh, talk to – I, I want to personally – um I'd love to get Parker back and talk to oh, yeah. Jared Walker. Absolutely. Um that that's an easy connection that we'll have. Um we'll, we'll try to meet up with some college guys. I'm going to reach out to uh my buddy Richard Staman. He'll probably have a chance to come back our resident draft expert at the Kiss of Death podcast that I've just christened him as at the nice. very moment.
1: Congrats to us. That's great. We have a hey, group. Oh, um my God. Who shows in. And we'll,
0: we'll keep we'll keep uh, you know, tossing this around. You know, it's it's a fun time to be a Rockets fan, I think, because you, you can kind of just throw anything out and, and see what sticks. Because that's the thing with this Rockets team. They've got so many directions they could go in, and you really have no idea where it's going to go. So I think that, that that there's a lot of beauty in that. Um, trading up to two makes sense. I think trading with the Blazers, if if Brandon Miller was at number two, I think that makes sense if they want to get creative. Um, you know, the Rockets are going to get creative this off season. It's going to be a very creative off season. It's going to mold the team into how they see it. And if it doesn't work out, it's, it's Rafael Stone's job on the line. So it's a big year for him. He's, he's playing for his job essentially. Um, and so we'll be talking about draft prospects, trade possibilities, all of that leading up to that June 22nd, uh, draft day. And then after that, we're rolling right into free agency a week or two later, and then it's the summer league in Vegas, and then it's an off season where we'll keep doing this speculating of this person's gonna do that and that person's gonna do this, and Ime is gonna do all of that, and Ime Udoka's gonna do all of this, and you know it's gonna be super fun. It, I can't I'm excited, wait. Mike. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, again, can't thank the the guys over at Fans for Sports Network for making us the official rockets podcast uh last night was incredible we had over 600 people watching last night it was just night across all platforms and download numbers look great we appreciate y'all so much it's going to be a lot of this man we're uh we fully plan on on bringing continuing you know doing a show after every single game giving y'all a, a platform to talk all things rockets basketball with my dude, Jeremy Brenner, one of the best in the business. Can't wait. Uh, Looking forward to to getting some more content out.
0: Also, um, as a nod to our new name, uh, this Saturday marks 28 years since the kiss of death, Mike.
1: Greatest moment in Rockets history. Outside of winning the titles, it is by far the greatest moment in Rockets history. Just a beautiful moment for the Rockets, for Mario. But that's the, we got to get Mario on the show. I mean, yeah. I do Mario Ellie,
0: if you're listening, which you always welcome on the show. I don't know uh, what else also, I don't know five this Saturday, Saturday is 25 years to the day since my day of birth. So me and the kiss of death have a birthday.
1: You beat me to it. Congrats. Happy early birthday. Oh, thank you, and, uh, thank you. I will uh, bring you something from Alaska. Oh, stop. Uh, you don't have to. I'm going, stuffed, I'm probably stuffed, going later
0: this summer. So it's fine.
1: A stuffed salmon, if you will.
0: Alaska's fun.
1: Yeah, i ever been? Uh, no, I'm really excited. Really, it's terrific. fun.
0: It. I don't know what the weather's gonna be like up there, but like when I was up there, I went in like August this past year, and it was like I needed shorts. Like I, I, I totally underestimated like the weather. But I mean, in May it's probably a little cooler. So, um, it's a high
1: of high of fifty, uh, low of forty two. Uh, if you're a big right
0: views guy, Alaska's for you. I'm telling oh, you yeah. that. Oh yeah, I'm, just you just gotta look and think like, wow, like I am so far north right now. Yeah, I, and then it's gonna be it's gonna be light out and it's like ten o'clock. Like it's gonna be a trip for sure. I'm excited.
1: I'm very excited. See you soon, Royal Caribbean. We leave for Seattle tomorrow. Uh, but we are definitely we'll do some shows. Uh, while I'm out there and uh, looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the kiss of death podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at rockets, F F S N, because we are the Houston Rockets home on the fir- the fan first sports network. It's going to take a little bit to get that right, but there we go. The fan first sports network. We are all things Houston Rockets over there. Uh, you can also go follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown, at Mike Brown
1: underscore 2020.
0: And if you'd like to do so, you can follow me as well on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Kiss of Death podcast. And until next time, go, go Rockets. Rockets.